Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost? I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. And today we are on episode 56, I remembered. <laughs> no, I'm definitely right. I know it's 56 because I've been yeah, looking yeah. forward to this episode because this is our Halloween episode. That's an intro jingle. <laughs> Um, so we're going all over the shop today. I am literally just going to tell a whole bunch of scary stories, none of which are mine, but a mixture of ghost stories and urban legends and just really creepy stuff. We'll crack on. Crack on. The most common response I get when asked what the podcast is about is nearly always the same. Well, I don't believe in ghost stories or spirits or anything like that. But this one time in my great great granny's house and they go on to tell me a truly terrifying experience that has clearly imprinted itself on them so much so that to this day they can tell the story like it happened yesterday but still they refuse to believe in something they cannot see or cannot study and yet they cannot wait for me to finish my description of the podcast so they can tell me about their experience i always start with the word paranormal And because that can be anything, maybe they feel like I would understand or maybe they want me to explain it away. I found out this week that it's encouraged in some states to tell middle schoolers, kids aged 11 to 14, scary or spooky stories because it allows them to be scared but in a safe environment so they can regulate their feelings. We didn't have that when I was growing up, learning how to understand feelings and all that. All scary stories do for me now, especially urban legends, is make me hyper aware of my surroundings and more than slightly suspicious of normal looking people. In my mind, I am far less likely to be killed by someone who looks like a killer. It's the normal you should be afraid of or the not so scary stories because they're the ones that are usually true. Here are a few I found that scared me more than the blatantly obvious scary stories. So please enjoy and have a happy and safe Halloween. Two young men in their 20s, Josh and Dan, went on a camping trip together in a desert in New Mexico. They didn't take much with them besides sleeping bags, food and materials for a fire. After they cooked their dinner, they fell asleep as they gazed up into the starry night sky. The beauty and peace of the trip were short-lived, however. In the early dark hours of the morning, Josh was startled awake by what sounded like Dan's voice, but frantic. The voice said, Come here, quick, look. Sleepy and confused, Josh got up to see what his friend was talking about. He heard again, Come here, quick, look. It sounded unnatural, a perfect repetition. Josh took a few steps forward and then someone grabbed him from behind. He turned around to see Dan, with his finger in front of his mouth, warning Josh to keep quiet. They rolled up their sleeping bags and left. They still don't know who or what was trying to lure Josh away into the desert. A young bachelor at the beginning of his career became very successful very quickly, so he bought himself a house. One morning, he awoke to the sound of running water. He rushed to the bathroom and saw that the bathtub faucet was running on full blast. 
He was perturbed by this as he lived alone. A week later it happened again, only this time it wasn't just one faucet, it was all the faucets in the house. The young man called a repairman to fix the pipes and the water damage, but as it turned out, the pipes weren't broken. The repairman, a local, seemed visibly shaken. What's wrong? the bachelor asked. The woman who lived here before you, said the repairman, she drowned in that bathtub. Jen went to the same convenience store every day after school for a snack. Over time, she became good friends with the cashier, Lucy. Out of curiosity, one day, Jen asked Lucy how she would stop someone if they tried to steal something from the store. Lucy replied, Oh, no one ever steals anything from here twice. The store won't let them. Jen didn't know what that meant, but dropped the subject. When she went back to the store at the start of the next school week, Jen walked in to find Lucy talking to some cops. Apparently, a man stole from the store and drove off, but his brakes mysteriously failed and his car went soaring off a cliff. The cops asked Lucy if she knew what happened. No, she said. I was stalking the back room. I didn't even know he'd come in. No one ever steals twice. It was nine o'clock, time for the store to close. Valerie, Ginny and Kelly were the only ones working. As they were cleaning up the store, a pile of shirts fell to the floor. None of the girls touched it. It's probably the ghost, Ginny said. Very funny, said Kelly. No, really, he's a little boy, he likes to play, Valerie said. Kelly still didn't take them seriously though. She thought they were teasing her because she was younger. But when she went into the back room to get her keys to go home, she saw a flash of a young boy in the mirror next to her. When she looked back, her keys had been placed on the floor. The carnival came to town every summer, and this year was no different. But Charlie had just started working there, so he didn't know what the rest of the workers knew about the ferris wheel he was in charge of operating. The first night of the carnival was bustling with people, but as it came time to close, it was practically a ghost town. However, there was one boy who showed up at the last minute. One for the Ferris wheel, please, the boy said, giving Charlie a ticket. Charlie looked round. Where are your parents? He asked the little boy. The little boy just took his seat and didn't answer. Unsure what to do, he let the boy go on a ride. But when the ride was over, the boy was no longer in his seat. Charlie ran to his boss to tell him the story. The boss casually said, Oh, that's Thomas. He handed Charlie a clipping of an old newspaper. It had the boy's picture and the headline, Boy Falls from Ferris Wheel, 8 years old. There was a house in a small neighbourhood in Maryland that went overboard with Halloween decorations every year. Whenever the crisp fall air rolled in, the entire town would look forward to the unveiling of the new display. But no one ever really talked to the person who did the actual decorating, 
he was a loner. People only knew him for his Halloween spirit and his decorations became grander and more lifelike every year. The newest one was a Vlad the Impaler theme. Hyper-realistic, bloody mannequins were pierced through with wooden stakes and left to the crows in a gruesome display. It was the ultimate work of horror, so much so that it caused quite a controversy in the town. While some loved it, many of the local parents wanted it taken down for their children's sake. So a town official made the trip to the house soon after the unveiling to discuss the matter with the man who lived there. She knocked on the front door. No answer. Knock, knock. Nothing. She rang the doorbell. Nothing still. It was then that the official realised there was a putrid smell in the yard and an unusual amount of bugs buzzing around for this time of year. She wandered over to one of the mannequins to get a closer look at the incredible craftsmanship. The smell got worse. She gagged and had to put her hand over her mouth. Her eyes went wide. The official put her trembling finger up to the doll and felt the soft, smooth, cold touch of human skin. After that, no one was able to locate the man who once lived there. Now it's a truly haunted house. A girl is alone at home one night for the first time. She has her dog to keep her company. The girl listens to the news about a serial killer on the loose. She goes to sleep after locking all the doors and windows but for one which doesn't close. Suddenly she's awakened by a dripping sound. Scared thoroughly, she tries to go back asleep and puts her hand down the bed for a reassuring lick from her dog. As the dripping sound continues, she goes to check on the taps in the kitchen, bathroom and everywhere else but finds nothing. She returns to her bedroom and puts her hand down again for the dog to lick. The dripping sound continues and the girl is too frightened to fall asleep. But as her hand gets licked from under the bed, she slowly falls asleep. In the morning, when she opens the closet, she finds her dog killed and hanged upside down. The dripping sound was from the dog's blood. On the closet doors, she sees a message. Humans can lick too. Two best friends, Meg and Samantha, live in the same room in a college dormitory. Samantha goes out for a party with her date, while Meg stays back to study for an upcoming midterm exam. When Samantha returns from the party, the lights are all off. She does not switch the lights on as her friend is asleep. Early in the morning, Sam tries to wake Meg up to discuss the exams. As Meg doesn't respond, Sam hesitantly uncovers her face to wake her up. She is horrified to discover Meg's face is black and blue and she falls to the floor in a state of shock. She sees that Meg's study table was all messed up and finds a note on the wall. Aren't you glad she didn't turn the lights on? The murderer must have been in the room when Sam came home the previous night. A man is driving home late in the night when he spots a girl hitchhiking. The pretty girl was dressed in a beautiful white dress. The man offers her a ride and they strike up an interesting conversation. He drops the girl at her home. 
The next day, while driving to work, he notices that the girl, by accident, has forgotten her sweater in his car. He drives towards her home to return the sweater. When he rings the bell, an old lady opens the door. He narrates the incident, which occurred the night before, and gives the sweater to the lady. The lady refused to accept it, saying he was mistaken. The man is surprised and questions the lady again. He's dumbstruck when the lady says, Her daughter died in a car accident a couple of years ago. A teenage couple is in a deserted lover's lane, making out in their car. After a short while, the radio stops to announce alarming news that a convicted serial killer just escaped from the asylum. People are asked to report to the police if they see a strange-looking man with a hook on his hand. The girl is frightened and requests that the boy rush her home immediately. The boy initially disagrees and tries hard to convince his date to stay, but eventually they both head back. When they arrive at the girl's house, she gets out of the car and tries to close the door, but it won't close. She freezes as she sees a hook suspended from the doorknob. Passers-by are often keen to point out the oddly shaped mark resembling a leg that stains the tomb of a former Justice of Peace. That's because rumour has it that Colonel Jonathan Buck ordered a young woman to be put to death for practising witchcraft. Allegedly, her leg rolled out of the fiery blaze and in retaliation, the witch put an eternal curse on Buck's final resting place in Bucksport, Maine. While we can't confirm any of that, of course, the tombstone has reportedly been scrubbed thoroughly several times, but the leg-shaped stain continues to reappear. I've never lived in a haunted house, but my mother did as a teen, writes reddit.com user Patented Space Hook, recounting a true event. Other houses on her street had strange things going on too. A few homes away from her lived a family. One night, the daughter went to bed with a bad headache. The next day, she was dead. She had passed away from an aneurysm. After her funeral, the family went away to get their minds off the tragedy and the father asked my uncle, my mom's brother, to check on their pets. My mom and dad, who were dating at the time, went with him. My mother had heard that there was a grand piano and she wanted to play it. My dad was studying to be a veterinarian. After entering the house, my uncle and my father headed to the basement to see the animals and my mother went to the piano on the ground floor. She was playing it when she felt something brush her ankles. She thought a cat must have left the basement and walked past her. She kept playing. And then she felt it again. She looked under the piano and saw nothing. When she started to play again, she felt hands clasp her legs tightly. She dashed to the basement door, called my uncle and father and waited for them. Back outside, my uncle could tell my mom was rattled and asked what was wrong. She told him what happened and he turned white. He told her the daughter who had died used to play a game with her father. He would play the piano, she'd crawl underneath, grab his ankles and push his feet up and down on the pedals.
The ambulance company I used to work for had a haunted ambulance, Rig 12, recounts reddit.com user Zerbo. A lot of EMTs had stories about it, but I never put much stock in paranormal stuff. That is, until I had my own experience with Rig 12. My partner and I were working in a rural community at 3am and it was pitch dark and completely quiet. We were both dozing. I was in the driver's seat and she was in the passenger seat. I woke up to a muffled voice but I thought my partner was talking. I told her I was trying to sleep and close my eyes. I distinctly heard a male voice say, Oh my God, am I dying? Followed by a few seconds of heavy breathing. My partner and I sat up straight and looked back into the patient compartment where it sounded like the voice had come from. Things went quiet for a couple of seconds. Then we heard the click of an oxygen bottle regulator and a hiss as if it was leaking. I turned on the lights and we ran out of the rig. I thought a transient might have climbed in while we were asleep. So we opened the rear doors. No one was there. I checked the oxygen bottles, neither was open. We didn't sleep much after that. What did you think of them? That was cool. They were really good, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. I'd heard most of them, um, and I will link in the description where I got all of these from, because some of them are from Reddit, and then some of them mm. are from um, like top 20 stories, and I just picked the ones that I was familiar with, and then the one with the piano really freaked mm. me out, because I play awesome. piano, and I have no idea how to use the pedals, and I would think a really friendly ghost showing me how to use the pedals would be super helpful. Just Casper on there doing yeah. the footwork, yeah. <laughs> super helpful. Really creepy. Um, the hook one that's a massive urban legend and it's been around for a bajillion years and still to this day it irks me so much because the guy is like no come on let's stay and I'm like she is absolutely petrified can you just put your testosterone away for a minute bring the girl home and then she might go with you for a second date but I that story annoys me so much Um, but the rig one yeah no not for me thank you very much I've worked in a van where it had a rear compartment mm. that you could get to from the driver's seat and the passenger seat because there's a door in the middle. Yeah. And I've heard some odd noises and I made, I think I made a TikTok a bajillion years ago because there was one box that kept falling over. It wasn't a very sturdy, like hard cardboard box. It was very flimsy. Mm. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it turned out to be a whole load of dog bones. You know those old toys that you used to be able to get in pound shops where it was like a tube and you turn it upside down and it makes a moo noise yeah. and then you turn it back up again and it makes a different toned moo noise. Yeah, there was 50 of these dog bones in this box that kept falling over. So every time I hit like a, uh-huh. a roundabout or something that slightly dislodged it, there's 50 of these going off in the back of my truck and my truck is like pretty empty at that stage and it just echoed throughout the whole thing and I was just like, I wanna go home, I wanna go home, I wanna go home. Um, but yeah, that was a fun day. It was. This was an interesting one. It was very different to the normal way you tell stories. How do you mean? Because normally you have one story. <laughs> this, this has oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, thirteen. I didn't actually realize that. Oh. I thought I only had ten yeah. stories. That was. Uh, have, you, have you have you any idea how many characters you might be uh, able to find? just. It's the whole <laughs> cast of. Um, American Horror American Story. American Horror yeah. Story, yeah, yeah. I, I read your brain. Yeah. I read and, your brain. But the funny thing is, I was only thinking about this towards the end. 
it could read this in a different way. I know you're going to put certain music to this or certain backing tracks to this to, to make the horror story. Mm. But you could do, just out of curiosity, it would be interesting to see what different music you put into because you could like play it like an action movie because it's very uh, explosions and, and fast music cause, and it'll sound like an action movie mm. because it's very like the intro to do you ever see the holiday where he Jack Black is making up the intro to the film he's making yeah. and he's got and this film is Keanu Reeves jumping through trees and exploding bananas and saving cats <laughs> ah yeah or you could have the Marks and Spencer add in the guy drove away and they lived happily, happily ever, ever after. after yeah because none of the stories are the same which is what I liked about it because there's so many different urban legends and so many different ghost stories and like you I think there's a guy called No Face Charlie or Charlie No Face oh, I've, heard, I've heard of that one yeah but that actually started out as like he was electrocuted by a fence and, and was severely disfigured from a very young age so obviously grew and then children like he back in the day you're, if your kids were in any way different you just kept them away from everybody yeah. else which makes it worse because then if nobody sees like if you look at my left foot he'd go out and he'd play with all the rest of the kids whereas back in the 40s and the 50s if your kid was in any way different you'd keep them away because you'd be afraid they'd get teased but that actually just makes more of a big deal and then when they do get seen in public people are like oh my god he's such a crazy person and you're like no that's just the kid that got I don't know a smack of a bus mirror when he was small or something but sounds about right <laughs> um, but I suppose that's the same as last week's episode with Celtic mythology I don't know what's true but it makes for a really good story have you heard of any of those stories no I haven't uh, I was like there's a couple there the bathtub one I was like this is where my mind goes it goes off in tangents <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what happened to Dan and Josh what was the crack with them so they were, they were in the a campers. forest no sorry they were in a desert now we haven't covered skinwalkers and I know you've never heard of skinwalkers because you didn't have any interest in any of this stuff before I started the podcast which is why you're here because yes. you're here to bring me back down to earth um, but skinwalkers have been said to take on the form of an animal or in some cases they could take on the form of someone you know like they're sk- shapeshifters mm-hmm. so I don't know if that's from that or if it's just a case that two lads went out they heard something really weird and came home and told a few lads in the pub and then it just grew from there I don't know if it's a skinwalker yeah. story but we will cover skinwalkers at a later date I was sure with the bathtub one you were going to you were going to retell me the, the opening scenes to Ghostbusters we went different ways there I, I was thinking what lies beneath oh that's a scary one that is a good one um, though the Ferris wheel one yes why was the Ferris wheel not closed down eight years ago when the child no fell? no no the child was just eight it wasn't eight years ago it was like it would have when been. did he die how long ago before the guy was like hey there's Thomas I don't know how long are, how long are um, Ferris wheels kept in commission probably too long if you ask the safety <laughs> regulators yeah that's very true that's yeah. very true and it's mad though because when he said oh hold on where are your parents I'm like okay when I was reading the story I was like okay he's he's being an adult and he's taking his job serious oh no he's just let the kid go off on the cartwheel on his own cartwheel Ferris wheel <laughs> that's one big cartwheel <laughs> How somebody hasn't come up with a superimposed person on a Ferris wheel in the shape of someone doing a cartwheel, I don't know. Have you a picture of the Italy one? Italy one? Yeah. Oh, is this because I said the shape of his leg? Hang on two seconds, I'll find it for you now. 
Oh, there's a bit on this. I didn't realize this was so big. That's it there. Oh yeah, that's a, a regular old watermark. Now, do you know what it looks like? It looks like a poorly drawn Santa sock on it does. a chimney, <laughs> on a chimney breast. It does. Yeah, it doesn't look anything like backwards Italy, by the way. Italy has class and has high heels. That just looks like. Yeah, I only mentioned Italy to you. I'm going to edit that bit out because otherwise it's in the well, middle of the story. You have to leave it in now because I've said Italy six hundred <laughs> times and it's not going to make any sense. <laughs> okay. So, for reference, I mentioned Italy while I was telling the story. Um, but that's why I said to you, it looks like... I was trying to explain to you, it doesn't look like a foot. It looks like a leg and a foot. But it's as vague as Italy. It just doesn't have a heel, so it's not as classy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I do agree with your vague Santy sock impression. I, I it's had a pretty poor Santy sock. Like, it's not even got a bit of coal in the end of it. No, there. that's actually a really... That's a, that's a very sad sock. Yeah. And when it's scrubbed off, does it go away and then it comes back in the exact same shape every time? I I don't actually know because I it said it was scrubbed thoroughly, to which I imagine, while the marble, I, I imagine it is, yeah. or whatever the monument is made of, you know yourself, stone turns darker when it's wet. Yeah. So when it's wet, they probably don't see the imprint. It's only yeah. when it dries, they're kind of like, oh my God, it's still it's there. Probably, it's probably this section of rock or stone that it's cut from it's probably a different level of porosity yeah yeah, yeah. I, for whatever and they just happen to cut and that the the cross section happens to look a bit like a gammy leg yeah no you're dead right and that's the story the the I, the link that i took from actually said and i i did leave that into the story none of this information can be confirmed but it's just a little bit suspicious that they can't get rid of the foot so cool but it's the same with all our urban mm. legends so this episode is actually going out on Halloween. I think that's really, Ooh. really cool. Uh, our kiddos are going as Batman and Robin. Are they going as Batman and Robin or are they going as old Batman and Robin? Like 70s, comic book? 70s Batman cool. and Robin. I love it, I love it, I love it. I really hope everybody has a lovely Halloween. Stay safe. Um, bring your dogs inside because they don't like the fireworks. They're kind of like me. Any other advice for Halloween? No. I think we'll finish up there. Say your words. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to contact us on any of our socials, our Instagram is what's the story ghost. Our email is what's the story ghost at uh, gmail.com if you'd like to send in any personal experiences. I will include the links in the description on the episode. And those are all my words. Exit jingle. Exit jingle. Pow. Wow. Bye.